Hey, what's going on guys? It's Jamie. Today's episode is all about the Robert Cialdini Eight Principles of Persuasion. Now, I did something similar a little while ago, but I really wanted to reiterate these principles because if you understand what actually goes into a sale, what needs to happen before a sale event takes place, it is infinitely more important than any tactical measure that you can learn through your marketing efforts. Anyway, roll the intro, I'll catch you guys right after this. Alright, welcome back guys. Thank you very much for joining me. This is the first time here I'd like to say an incredibly warm welcome to you. My name's Jamie Gardner and over the last 10 years I've been able to build my high ticket affiliate business to the tune of thirty dollars to $50,000 per month and I've helped over 700 students absolutely crush it with their high ticket affiliate marketing and coaching businesses. So what I talk about here is really me just documenting the last 10 years of being online, hopefully cut through some of the bullshit that's out there, give you guys some actionable tips for your high ticket affiliate or coaching business marketing and uh, yeah, pretty much just me talking about stuff that I've learned through being in the trenches. Feel free to hit the subscribe button if that's of interest to yourself. Right, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that uh, is from a book called the, uh, sorry, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion from Robert Cialdini. And uh, there's actually a couple of extra principles of persuasion. He talks about six of them. I'm going to be talking about eight of them. I did actually do an episode on this recently, but I really wanted to take a deeper dive into some of these principles because it's so important for you to understand how these manifest and how these tie into the rest of your acquisition process. If you don't understand these things, then uh, basically you're learning a tactic and a tactic can change just as quickly as an algorithm updates its software, right? Which happens all the time if you're over there on Facebook or any of the other social media platforms where you are effectively borrowing traffic. You don't actually own that, you borrow it and therefore you are at the mercy of a lot of these platforms. So if you can understand these things, they're very, very powerful. I actually uh, just hopped off a coaching call recently where I was talking about some of this stuff and uh, wanted to echo some of the things I was uh, talking about on that particular call here as well. The truth of the matter is, once you understand these principles and you understand how powerful it is to go onto any social media platform or any where you can actually develop a bit of an audience and you can create content which resonates with the ideal customer and you have a solution which is perfect for your ideal customer and you're able to craft an offer that absolutely crushes it with the value that you're able to provide, then you're able to feed yourself, right? And that understanding, that confidence that you have from being able to do that and sell in a way that's very congruent with who you are is something that you can take with you anywhere. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. I've pulled uh, clients from Twitter I've pulled clients from Facebook. I have a Facebook group. Feel free to go check that out over at jamiegardner.com. There's an option to join my free Facebook group there as well. Uh, I've also pulled clients from Instagram. I've also pulled many clients from my very, very tiny YouTube channel. It's about 2,300 subs at the time of recording. It's not the most polished thing. I don't have huge watch time. I don't have many people actually absorbing my content. But what I do have is uh, people that do absorb it can see where I'm going with that content. They end up binging it to the point where then once they actually follow the paper trail and find me, the sale happens in a very, very quick space of time, which is really, really cool. Right. 
what are these eight principles? So I'm going to just go through them uh, really quickly and I'll take a little bit of a deeper dive into each one so you guys can sort of understand how this ties together in terms of your marketing. So number one, we've got authority. If you're able to create authority as, an, as a brand, it's going to be a lot easier for you to sell anything online. We've got consistency, we've got reciprocity, social proof, scarcity, liking, trusting, and material self interest. So I'm going to read that again. And uh, like I say, I'll take a bit of a deep dive. So authority, number one, number two, we've got consistency. Number three, we've got reciprocity. Number four, we've got social proof. Number five, we've got scarcity. Number six, we've got liking. Number seven, trusting. Number eight, material self interest. Right. So taking a bit of a deep dive into each one now. Authority. So this is a really interesting one. And in my opinion, it's probably the most important one out of all of them. Because if you are able to establish authority, a lot of the other ones tend to come off the back of this as well. Now, authority, uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there for you. If you're, uh, hopefully, if you've been around the online world for a little while, you might be familiar with one of um, famous marketers, Russell Brunson. I'm very fortunate. I, I won the ClickFunnels 2 Club, Club Award back in 2021 for surpassing a million dollars through a single funnel. And very fortunate to be able to receive the ClickFunnels 2 Comma Club Award. Now, the reason I say that, guess what I just did for someone who's brand new to high-ticket affiliate marketing or coaching, all that type of stuff, I just created my own sense of authority, right? Because now, all of a sudden, if you're like not getting those uh, kinds of results just yet, you think, well, this guy must know, know his stuff, which is true. You'd be right. But this isn't about me. If you think about Russell Brunson, he has a mastermind. And to the best of my understanding, that mastermind is around $100,000 per year. He caps out the numbers. He doesn't have uh, too many people in there. And it's very, very highly exclusive uh, for $100,000, which is pretty cool. Now, without knowing what's actually part of that mastermind, what you're actually getting, if Russell said to you one day, listen, I like you. I think you are awesome. And you know what? Because I like you, I'm going to give you access to my mastermind for just $1,000. Without even knowing that, knowing Russell, if you do know Russell, you would be like, oh my gosh, gosh, that's a new one, gosh, here's my money, right? Which is really cool. And so that is because he has authority. You have read his books, you're probably familiar with some of his products, ClickFunnels and all the suite of products that they produce, some of his marketing stuff. You're probably seeing some of the business results that he's been able to get. Uh, plus, you probably maybe have familiar with some of his student results and their results and so on and so forth, right? And so therefore, he's able to create, has created a ton of authority um, throughout the marketing world, at least anyway. So therefore, that is why authority is important. Now, the cool thing is, even if you're on day one, you've never even looked into high-ticket affiliate marketing or coaching or anything like that before, you can still create your own sense of authority. Now, this is really, really simple. There's a couple of ways you can do it. Number one is you can actually position yourself in your marketplace. Positioning comes through the way that you're communicating in your written copy, also your verbal and in your video copy as well. And one of the things that you can do is make implications. And if you're brand new, but perhaps you've invested in the growth of your business by jumping into a high ticket opportunity, maybe you've dropped five to $10,000 on some coaching, then you can imply that to your audience. 
which is going to elevate your positioning. And the, the way that works would be to the effect of one of the reasons why I invested in the growth of my business to the tune of $20,000 is because these are the goals that I have set for myself and I know that with the right guidance and mentoring, I'm going to be able to accelerate my results towards those goals, right? And so what you're doing from a, a subconscious basis is you're pretty much giving your audience the roadmap. You're telling them in advance, hey, here's what I've done. Here's why it's really important that you need to do that as well. Plus the fact that you're leading from the pack with authority, with that leadership of, hey, I'm investing in the growth of my business. I'm not stopping for anything. I'm going to hit my goals. That creates authority. So another way that you can create that is through engagement. Now, if you go on any social media platform, they have a bunch of similarities. And so Facebook, for example, if you want to get more eyeballs on your content when you're connecting with people, you're adding friends, for example, and you happen to go out and start to comment on their content, what you're going to do is activate something called the law of reciprocity, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. People are going to start to see your content more and more and more and more, and some of them are going to, go and are going to want to reciprocate. They're going to want to comment on your content, and once they do comment on your content, that is going to push the algorithm further and further out, and more and more people are likely to want to comment on that as well which then has a self-manifesting effect as a result of that. So all of us can create that. We can go do that on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, wherever it's the same principle pretty much. Um, now, if someone happens to see a particular post or a particular profile and they've got hundreds of comments, then subconsciously we are pre-validating that person. We are elevating their authority and their status in our own mind, even though they might not have the financial results to back that up. So that's one way you can do that. Uh, of course, your own results count. You know, one of the things I, I often speak about is how I struggled for seven and a half years and then eventually once I, I had uh, the, the penny drop, I'd go from zero to my first 1K day in around about seven days and had my next one the next day and my first 10K month and I've since blown up to thirty to $50,000 months in span of just under three years. And so me speaking of my results, obviously that helps to elevate my own authority because now people think, okay, well, if he's making thirty dollars to $50,000 per month, that's, that's pretty damn good, right? And it's happened in a very short space of time. So therefore, me talking about my own results can elevate my own authority as well. I can use polarity. So contrary to what I just said, I'd have won the ClickFunnels 2 Club Award, as I mentioned. But contrary to that, what I often talk about in my content, and uh, I joke about it because there's a certain irony with me saying it, is I say that you don't need a funnel to get started. Now, this kind of blows the minds of a lot of people because they think, well, hang on a minute, you know, you've got a funnel, you've made a lot of money through it, and well, you know, this Russell tells us otherwise. And look, a tool, a, a funnel is just a tool, right? It's just a resource for you to be able to connect with people and, and actually sell on an automated basis. So yes, it, it is very helpful. It's something that you're probably going to want to add to your business at some stage, but you don't need it to get started, right? So me saying that type of stuff actually polarizes my audience because not everyone is going to believe that. They're not going to be attuned with that way of thinking themselves. Natural leadership is another way that you can build authority. And this is just from you leading the pack, doing experiments, uh, all that type of stuff as well. So next one is consistency. I've been relatively consistent with my podcasting uh, over the years. I've been very, very, very consistent with my content in my Facebook group. I think there's probably maybe 
12 days out of the last five years that I haven't posted. So I'm extremely consistent over there. Uh, but it's also the way that you're showing up to your audience as well. So if I'm like a happy-go-lucky me, and then all of a sudden the next day I'm like completely bipolar and I'm just the, the polar opposite of that, that's okay on occasion because if you're stating that to your audience, then they're going to relate to you even deeper because you're showing some vulnerability. But if you're wishy-washy all over the place with your emotional state, then there's no consistency to who you are, which then uh, lowers the trust factor of you as a brand. Reciprocity. This is what I was talking about before. We have a built-in subconscious bias that if anyone gives us anything of a perceived value, we're more likely to want to return that favor in some capacity. Right? Think about when, uh, for example, we have been given a gift. Quite often between two friends we were, or a loved one, uh, there is a tendency to want to give something even bigger when the uh, the next birthday rolls around, right? I know this was been the case for my wife and I. We, we've gone backwards in the last few years, but that was the case early on in the piece, and that's very prevalent within uh, many households and many couples. But that is, is one thing to, to bear in mind. And so if you're able to give your audience something of value, they're more likely to want to return that favor, right? So that's why people often say add value to your audience. Another one is social proof. Now, social proof is all sorts of things, but we make a lot of our decisions based on the, uh, I guess, the amount of other people that are making similar decisions. And we're often uh, confronted with this innate bias where if we see a group of people doing something, we're, it invokes curiosity, makes us perhaps even look at making that similar decision ourselves. Um, and so we can create this, right? Like if you're a coach, hopefully... You're good at doing what you're doing and you've got some student results and if you have you got those student results then show them off right so that creates a social proof so now it's not just you getting these results anymore your students are actually out there getting the those amazing results think about getting testimonials from people i get testimonials from people that are both my students and people that i've just had a communication with uh, i get them from everywhere i possibly can because I know that the more of these I could get, the more social proof it actually creates. And more people are validating me, it then helps to uh, the, the get new prospects to validate me as well. Engagement, like I say, is what I was commenting on before. You know, it's kind of like dotting a map, or, uh, sorry, dotting a flag on a map. And the more of those flags you can dot by, the, by uh, commenting, the more of your prospects are going to see that. And more of them are going to comment on your stuff, which then pushes that social proof even further as well. Uh, you've also got things like audience size. Now, I wouldn't really think this has much of an impact. And, and the reason for that is because with what I teach inside my Ultimate Marketing Mastermind, uh, I've got a pretty unique process for taking people that are complete strangers and turning them into customers. Uh, usually converts as high as uh, about one in six people will turn into customers, not necessarily high ticket, of course. Uh, straight away but uh, that has worked as quickly as three hours for low ticket stuff as lengthy as 27 hours for a um, sorry as short as 27 hours for a high ticket offer as well which is pretty cool pretty cool this is all organic stuff it's no automated funnels with this I'm meeting like literally a person who's never heard of me before they jump into my audience they end up buying something and then end up buying a high ticket item later right and so I say that because uh, 
what I, when I've been able to teach this principle and this, this idea, this community-based selling to my students, I've had people come in that have clocked over 10K in revenue with less than 100 people in their group. I've had other people that have made three to 4K with only 30 to 40 people in their group. Like you don't really need a huge audience. So I, I say that it has minimal impact. Although if you think about any large audience that you know of, any influencer or whatever, and they have a large audience, subconsciously at least anyway, there's been all these people that have validated that person. So even though they might not necessarily have the financial results, because often there's a disconnect between what they are visibly doing and what their actual financial results are, is they don't really know how to monetize to the same degree. Uh, but still, subconsciously, you look at those and you think, wow, man, they must have, they must have a lot of cash. They must have been doing really, really well because they've got all these followers, all these people that have validated and want to follow them and get information from them. There's also scarcity, right? So this is just uh, economics 101, supply and demand. Now, if you can understand this, this is the principle of pretty much all marketing, in, in my opinion, uh, and all, I guess, creating your own economic environment, things like that. So what I mean is if, for example, you have 100 people in your audience and you've decided to release a special ebook or training or you know, lead magnet, or whatever it is, right, and there's 100 available, then you've got an equilibrium on the supply and demand curve. Whereas if you understand economics, what you can do is you can cap out the numbers. Do it in a genuine way, don't, don't bullshit people, but you can cap out the numbers to be like five people only or 10 people only, meaning that now price has an elasticity behind it. So something that is scarce is often in high demand, right? Which is really, really powerful. Um, so the question to pose yourself is how can you make something scarce? There's a couple of ways you can have time decay that works really well. Like I say, um, you know, for example, you might have a monthly intake and you cap out the numbers for that, uh, or you can you know, reduce the, the availability of something, or you can actually have a price rise after a certain number of purchases. There's a whole bunch of ways that you can create scarcity, which is really, really, really powerful. Liking. Now, I, I must confess, I've actually purchased things from people I don't particularly like that much because they've been able to deliver the other aspects to me, but most people, you probably need to have some sort of like factor with the brand that you're actually purchasing from uh, in order to basically feel that you connect with that particular person, especially when it comes to high ticket stuff in particular. Now you can do this really simply through being consistent, through being your own authentic self, and also from time to time, some carefully placed vulnerability helps as well. I think if you are able to just express like some human emotion from time to time, it allows you to connect with your audience really, really well. Trusting, which ties into a lot of the stuff we're talking about here, being consistent helps massively because you're just there all the time. Being consistent, being consistent, being consistent. You're also being authentic and, and that authenticity is uh, is going to shine through. People's bullshit radar is so highly dialed in these days that they're going to be able to spot when someone's being disingenuous, right? So it pays just to be your own authentic self. You don't need to be anyone else. Everyone else is taken, right? Also consider your student results. Now, that means that if you're getting amazing results for students, Keep singing the praises of those because it keeps building that trust factor for your audience. And then, of course, as part of that, the social proof element will tag into that as well. So if you have, say, for example, you stumble upon someone's profile, they've got 150 comments per post, they've got 200 likes per post, subconsciously, at least anyway, what you're thinking is, well, all these other humans have validated who that person is. I'm going to follow suit, right? It's often quite quite sneaky the way that works, but it's, uh, it's really powerful. 
Last one is material self-interest. Now, lame dad joke warning ahead, but one of my favorite things is what's your prospect's favorite radio station? WIIFM, what's in it for me? Now, this is a, a, a pretty... Um, I guess common thing that I see in, in marketing as well is that a lot of the time people go, hey, I'm Jamie and I've done all this stuff and I'm really awesome and you know this is why you should buy this thing. And look, that does work because you do need to raise your authority, like I say, not wanting to contradict myself here at all, but at the same time, you've got to understand like, hey, I'm Jamie, I've done all this stuff and this is who I've helped, but here's how I can help you. That needs to be the angle that you approach with because the reality is no one really gives a crap about us they only care about how we can help them or how the item, the product, the offer, the coaching, the et cetera, can help that person out, right? Hopefully this is making sense. The other thing to bear in mind, this is uh, perhaps a story for another time, but think about ways that you can help to increase someone's recognition because humans are a funny bunch, but often we will prefer recognition over money, which I know sounds quite incredible to consider, but I've seen it play out and manifest in, in many different ways where people prefer that validation externally and recognition than they do actual getting cash as well, which is kind of crazy to think. Now, those are the eight principles. And, and like I say, learning those and ingraining those into you is going to help you sell more stuff, understand how copywriting works way better, how video content can be more efficient for you and basically just make you a way better marketer because you're going to understand these principles on such a deeper level than any other tactic that's out there can ever do for you. So that, that's it. Ingrain those into you. Learn them off by heart. Go and uh, study that book from Robert Cialdini. Influence the psychology of persuasion or do your wonders in your marketing and copywriting and offer creation and sales and all sorts of stuff. Otherwise, my name is Jamie. Head over to jamiegardener.com. Feel free to hit the subscribe button if you want to stay up to date. I look forward to catching you guys around. Thanks very much.